<laughs> so yeah, Weird Science uh, was uh, one of John Hughes' many amazing movies. Um, however, if you're anything like me, you saw the amazing show on uh, USA. USA, and it was on about an hour before up all night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, uh, it was Weird Science, then Duckman, or Duckman and Weird Science. I don't remember the exact. Lineup, but not sure. It was every Saturday night for a good long while. Yeah, I always felt like dirty watching Duckman, like I shouldn't watch it. <laughs> probably I shouldn't have because it was uh, definitely an adult cartoon, and I was seven or eight. It seems like I was older than that at the time. I don't know. Maybe you had a long life. Maybe. At any rate. It's good times. Maybe you remember it better than that. I don't know. <laughs> You're older than me. You were older than that. I'm not older than you. <laughs> like, I'm older than you, but like a three days. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Weird Science movie, um, we went out and tried to find it at Walmart. Could not find it. It's not on Netflix. So we had to go Barnes Noble, and they are a little bit expensive. So, a, uh, a movie that's about almost 30 years old. <laughs> yeah, almost 30 years old. And, uh... Wait, hold on. Yeah, it's 27 years old. It came out the same year I did. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And so. <laughs> wow, this movie is old. And it's still very, very relevant. Yeah, yeah, no, um... I mean, you, the the cost was just the charge of having to get it at the time of, you know, today. Yeah. Um, so, we got our Bards Noble, and um, the flashback edition is the one that they had, which amazingly also has the pilot episode of the show from USA. So, I just think of it as I spent an extra $5 for... An extra half hour of stuff. Yeah, it's it's good times. I mean, it's definitely worth it because not only do we have the movie to talk about, but we've got the first episode as just a reminder of what it was we watched all those years ago. Yes. And, uh, and, and I can see why it was canceled. <laughs> but it was still good. So, John Hughes is um, famous for making all the movies in the 80s. Pretty much. Um if you know an 80s movie, it is a John Hughes film because um, <laughs> he made—he was the only director back then. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, he did make a lot of them, though. He directed only a couple, but he wrote like everything. Um, Uncle Buck, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Home Alone. Holy shit! I didn't know he did Home Alone. Yeah, he's—he uh, was—he wrote the first one, I think. Oh, I guess he wrote. Oh, he died. Him. Yeah, he's dead. He died not that long ago. Wow. I didn't know he died. I was like, he stopped writing in 2008. What the hell? Oh, he died. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> well, the last thing he wrote was Drove at Taylor, so... Yeah. <laughs> he, he wrote Beethoven's Fifth? Uh, characters. Oh. So what happened is he probably wrote Beethoven. And then they made sequel and sequel and sequel, and so it's oh. based off his characters. But um, Home Alone, Dennis the Menace, Home Alone, Baby Stay Out. <laughs> he did the Flubber screenplay that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Did the uh, 101 Dalmatians probably live action one? Yeah, I'm guessing that um, because that movie came out in like. 1991, and this says 1996 on it. And he did... The Vacation movies? Christmas Vacation? Uncle Buck. 
and the great outdoors. And pretty much, yeah, really everything that came out in the 80s, he did. <laughs> um, yeah. He's most um, known for, though, the, what do they call it, the Brat Pack? Yeah, the Brat Pack. The Brat uh, pack. That would be Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles, and Pretty in Pink. Yeah. Um, and I guess Weird Science kind of, sort of, technically fits into it. Anthony Michael Hall is in most of those, isn't he? Yes. Anthony Michael Hall is in a lot of them. Uh, he, he, and well, so is Molly Ringwald and, uh, what's his face? Look at the glove. Oh, uh, Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson. Yeah. Actually, I don't remember Jed Nelson being in a lot of the others. Just American. No, but see, he's like the one that we remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, yeah, those were his big three, his three big ones. and You know, it's it's a good thing, too, because, like, I don't know. For me, The Breakfast Club is, like, that's a classic, right? Yeah. Um... You know, it it still holds up to this day, as does most of his movies. He's a truly talented director and writer. You know, he created some great things. <clears throat> However, Weird Science uh, will always have like a special place in my heart because it's it's a, a sci-fi story about these two guys that create a woman using their computers. Which yeah. honestly, we couldn't create a cute. <laughs> the Japanese with... have been trying to do it for decades and have failed. Right. We couldn't well, create they've one probably with... succeeded, but not <laughs> not anywhere near as cool as Lisa is. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> very unlikely, but a fun story all the same. Uh, and yeah, it's just these two, two geeks that get their lives turned around because they have a hot woman with them. Which is a little bit silly, honestly, because, you know, having one hot woman liking you doesn't necessarily mean that everything in your life starts to go right. But, you well, know. she was, like, giving them, like, Ferraris and shit. That's true. And she does have, like, genie-like powers, so... Yeah. Which is never really explained that well in the series or in the movie, but... It... Yeah, well, it was kind of explained in the series pretty well, but it didn't seem like it was canon with the movie. Yeah. Like, uh, in the in the pilot episode, she's like, think of me as a PC genie. And, well, your wishes don't last very long. So I was thinking it's kind of like a hybrid of, like, I Dream of Jeannie and Fairly Odd Parents, and, um, for some reason their wishes don't last very long. Yeah, well, (laughs) the some reason they say in the show is because they didn't create her with a powerful (laughs) enough computer, which, you know, it's nice that they touched on that, because honestly, they... They couldn't have done much anything with the computers they had, I'm, I'm not even sure how they did a lot of the 3D graphics with the computers they had. Well, they just did it with other computers and played it on so monitors. So, basically, they're making this woman in both the uh, the pilot and the movie. They kind of... The pilot's kind of a rehash of the movie in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, so they are scanning in all of these, like, sexy photos and stuff into their computer. And the computer's supposed to, like, average them out and be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I want these tits and I want this face. And, yeah. Um... In the movie, it their was... scanner is so powerful. I know, right? <laughs> you can't even scan anything. Like it scans so fast and so amazingly. Yeah, like, if it you just scan a picture of Albert Einstein, it scans all of his, all of his knowledge. Pretty much, yeah. You can yeah. get the smarts of Albert Einstein into a program by scanning a picture of him, <laughs> or all of Mozart's musical abilities. And you can get the body of a Barbie by hooking her up to jumper cables that are hooked up to your <laughs> computer. Exactly, um, <laughs> and of course in the movie they were scanning lots and lots of scenes from Playboy, and the TV, I'm guessing they got them from uh, People Magazine or something. So it's pretty, and then, you know, she's like, um, you know, she comes into their life and she's not so much like a sex robot, but she's she teaches them how to be confident in themselves because that's what really girls want. Exactly, yeah. Um... And Alex is all like, sex robot! <laughs> I heard you. Sex robots. That's a, that's a whole other movie. You can you can learn more in Heavy Metal 2000 if you play. Oh, I have that movie. Nice. I like the first one. Heavy Metal. Yeah, the first Heavy Metal is better. The second one was just like, we've been promising a second for years. And then it's like, well... Nah, it's okay. We want it to... 
to happen. So let's throw something together during six months. Yeah, the first one had really, really good art. Like, the same guy did a lot of art for the wall movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, pretty good stuff. But, yeah. No, um, so, yeah, Weird Science is definitely... It's got a bit of a Frankenstein theme to it. Oh, yeah, they're watching Frankenstein. They're like, this would be a great idea. We'll use your computer. Silly, Gary. You can't make ladies on the computer. Yes, you can. Hack the phones. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, the the uh, the original nineteen eighty five movie in, has phone freaking in it, as mentioned in the the hackers episode last week. Um, and yeah, that's always fun. You you take your little phone, you put it on the little box, and then you have the best internet ever. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I oh, man, I wish I could pay for the internet they had in this movie. Granted, well, it would shoot. be all in like weird Dexter. If graphics, they had the internet that they have, that we have now, at the time that they made this movie, then um, they wouldn't have had to scan in all that stuff. Exactly. They could just be like Pornhub.com. <laughs> um, all of these things, copy paste. The uh, little fun fact is the the theme song that you might have heard a little bit of if it's left in was done by Oingo Boingo. The uh, the band of Danny Elfman, the guy who does the music for you know everything. Everything. Evans Danny Elfman's awesome. Danny Elfman does like pretty much every soundtrack for uh, yeah. Uh, so it is Danny Elfman's band, and Danny Elfman has done like the soundtrack, the score that is for almost every. Tim he does Burton the movie. lead vocals. Well, Danny El- Danny Elfman's the singer, so yeah. Rhythm guitar, lead vocals, percussion. Sitar. Sitar, okay. It's it's too small, I can't read. Ah, sitar. Programming, Programming trombone. trombone, and violin. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, it, it's... Danny Elfman has a band. It's called Oingo Boingo. I almost wonder if, like... Holy crap, how many people are in this band? Well, this is, uh... I think this is all, like, ones... Like, this guy right here is from 84 to 87. This one's from, like... Oh, so they, like... So, like, sometimes... Because yeah. like, they're an old band. Yeah, bands have to do that a lot, sadly. Yeah. When they get up in age. Actually, most of these seem like they're from the same time. Maybe they just have a million members. Yeah. Weird. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so... That's a fun little fact. Members of the Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo. <laughs> Wikipedia, you are silly. Well, I mean, that's... That might be Ongo Bongo's own coined fra- phrasing there, because... Yeah. Like, Oingo Bongo's not the serious name of the world anyways. <laughs> it's like they were playing D&D, and they were like, Let's make a band! We'll call it <laughs> the members of the Mystic Knights of the, um... Oingo Bongo! <laughs> then later they're like, Look, guys, you really need to t- sh- tighten up the title a little bit. And they're like, fine. Mystic just- Knights? No. Just call Oingo it Oingo Bongo. Um, Knights of the Oingo. <laughs> uh, are you drunk, sir? <laughs> but um, so yeah, it's 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 like a feel good eighties comedy of sorts. Uh, it's got Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he's in that. He is as a, Robert Downey. Yes, Robert Downey. All right, all right. He was not Junior yet. He he has since then acquired a father with the same name. I don't know. We but, could look it up, but that seems like a job for our listeners. Exactly. Your homework is to write to us and tell us where um, Robert Downey acquired the junior title. <laughs> you know, I should know this because I've been watching the Robert Downey Jr. movies forever. Um, but in, and, you know, before he did Iron Man and such, he did a lot of like cheesy 80s movies, and then he got a big drug habit... And you know, and he, then woke up in some lady's crib. He did, and um, you know, so he was off out of the scene for a while. But then he came back with like I think the big thing he did was kiss, kiss, bang, bang. And then Iron Man pretty much cemented him as awesome. So, well, he was awesome in Sherlock Holmes too. Right, right, and I'm not sure which came first. I think they were pretty close to one another. But yeah, so Lisa gets them to throw a big party. And then, like, they have to prove themselves in front of the girls they like, and before you know it... They prove themselves by kicking out 
a bunch of mutant bikers out of the party that just spawned from nowhere. Right, right. <laughs> and it's worth saying, like, I don't know if this is 100% true, but I thought those bikers came from the original of The Hills Have Eyes. At least the one guy, one of the bikers was a character in the original Hill, The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, maybe. They might be just completely original <laughs> biker mutants. It, it's hard to say, but... Yeah, there, there was a fun scene where uh, a missile goes to the middle of the house and the kitchen turns blue. Yeah, because they try, to make, um, they try to make another girl for Robert Downey Jr. and uh, his friend. And, and they uh, got the Barbie. Yeah, they didn't hook up the Barbie to the jumper cables, but the jumper cables were leaning across a Time magazine that had a missile on it. Yeah. I always thought, I was always really intrigued by that, though, because you have to imagine... Does that missile have, like, bodacious boobs somewhere in it? Because <laughs> they still scanned all the same stuff. So, like, it's a missile. And if you went inside of it, there are boobs all along the wall. And, <laughs> and if it explodes, there's boobs everywhere. Boobs everywhere and Mo- Mozart music. And, like, you know, the theory of relativity is instantly known to everybody. I <laughs> <laughs> Seems legit. Yeah, I mean, it was... It's got to be the most... That missile has more personality than any other missile in the history of the universe. Um, and, and so, you know, the shit literally hits the fan. Well, not literally, because in the, that's, you know... Shit literally is your brother. What? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, but, you know, it, it's a feel-good 80s movie. They They get the girls, everything's happy. And it's weird science. Weird science. And then the Ferraris disappear. Yeah, at the end, all of the stuff is undone. But it seems like, other than in the TV show, it's like Lisa chose to put their life more or less back to normal. Because all, all they needed was a little bit of, uh, you know... Encouragement to become men. And, and a little bit of self-esteem. And I, I can understand that is somewhat difficult to come across sometimes. But, uh... You know, so it's a uh, of note to say that Bill Paxton is in this movie, very right. young Bill Paxton, and he's also in Terminator One. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets his heart pulled out. Pretty awesome. Um, in Terminator One, no. yeah, in Terminator One. In uh, Weird Science, he turns into a big pile of shit. He does. Um, who is also a frog because he can eat flies. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, he plays uh, Wyatt's brother Chet. And he is pretty much a big pile of shit the whole movie. Yeah, but it's but. pretty funny, like, not really knowing <laughs> Bill Paxton for his work in the 80s and then seeing him on, you know, he was in that, um, uh, that, you know, those two families that feud, the Hatchfields and the McCoys, there was, like, a History Channel special oh, about them that History Channel did, and he was one of the old fathers in, on either side of the family, I don't know, or either one of those families, I don't know. But, um, so seeing him in in that and knowing him for his later works and then seeing him in, uh, Weird Science and then realizing that Weird Science came out the same year you did. It's kind of (laughs) weird. Yeah. It's like, how did he get so old so fast? Oh, wait, this was 30 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's a good little movie. Um, and, you know, it's pretty popular, but I think by all means far less popular than the majority of John Hughes works. Yeah. Um, but it's one of my favorites. Like, um, until recently, I only thought John Hughes did the Brat Pack movies. And then I was like, John Hughes movies kind of suck. <laughs> and and now I realize that he did Ferris Bueller and he did Weird Science and he did all the other movies that I love. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, even if you don't like the Brat Pack, John Hughes is still pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, it's worth uh, worth noting that there is a bit of an argument earlier. Oh, yeah. Mike <laughs> and I cannot be friends anymore because he thinks the aliens are better than the Predators. Aliens are so much better than the Predators. No. Aliens are like space tigers. And Predators cool. are like space guys who hunt tigers with spears. Predators, just like they're 
big like Jamaican aliens and they've got night vision goggles and little spike hands. See, they're sciencey and awesome. Aliens are just like. Ah! Are you kidding? Aliens are like crazy creatures with like that. Let me stick this probe down your throat and lay my eggs in your chest. Yeah. Badass. Biologically enhanced and awesome, yes. But they don't understand how awesome they are. Predators understand how awesome they are. <laughs> They're the best hunters in the freaking universe. <sighs> Arnold Schwarzenegger did not beat the predators. He ran from them. <laughs> he was like, fuck this predator shit. I'm getting the fuck out of them. That's because he's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> if it was Jason Statham, the president, the president, the predators wouldn't stand a chance. Are you fucking serious? Are you saying that Jason Statham could totally beat the Terminator? Yeah. The top, the Terminator is a okay, 90s look, villain. Okay, look. The Predators killed Jesse Ventura. It's Jesse Ventura. <laughs> is he Ace Ventura's brother? No. <laughs> no. He was a actor turned politician as well. <laughs> well... Apparently he wasn't in enough movies, and I don't follow politics, so. I'm pretty sure he was also like a pro wrestler or something. And I hate wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. look at images of this guy. This guy. You don't fuck with guys that look like this. Look how angry he is. He also look at this. He looks big and slow. Big and scary. He's and angry. He's got lots of meat that would be easily sliced by a predator. <laughs> so do, so do aliens. Aliens have lots of meat that are easily sliced no, no. by predators. Alright, aliens are all exoskeleton <laughs> and acid and like freaking spike tails and shit. Yeah, but you know what? If they don't live on your planet, they can't come kill you. Unless they are brought to your planet. Predators are like, I'm gonna go to your planet and kill you. Because, you know why? Because they're smart, and they made spaceships. Yeah, but you know what? All you need is a face hugger on a predator. You've got no more predator. And you've got a new brand of predator-alien hybrid, and bam. No, see, that, that's just some sick, sick, like, bestiality <laughs> space porn. <laughs> Rule 34. It's out there somewhere. <laughs> It is. It's, uh, it's called Alien vs. Predator. <laughs> so I don't even really know where we this came from. I just was thinking, I'm like, aliens rock, and the Predator is kind of lame. And I promptly told Michael that we cannot be friends any longer. Wow, she's serious. She just called me Michael. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, we will get past this, boys and girls. The no. podcast will go on. Maybe. <laughs> Next week, we're going to watch Predator. <laughs> and I'm going to tell Mike why he is so wrong. Because he has yet to see the Predator movies. It's still not going to change anything. It's going to be the Governator fighting rednecks. No, they're not rednecks. Alright, Jamaicans. They're not like hunting... Yeah, they are Jamaicans. With their dreadlocks. Space Jamaicans versus You know, you know what Governor. was awesome... Uh, Robot Chicken did an episode of an alien who, um, voiced by Mila Kunis, mm. and she, you know, she was meeting somebody in real life who she had met online, and it turns out it was a predator, and he ate her. Mm. <laughs> to catch a predator. Yeah, to catch a predator. That's it. Um, anyways, so, anybody that listens to the show, feel free to leave a comment on our Facebook Unless you're a bot, because I will delete your comment if you're a bot. Um, Please tell me that you're not going to, like, treat everybody that realizes the aliens are better than the predators as, like, bots. (laughs) No. So, um, I saw a couple of fun movies this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, The first one was called Excision, and I told you a little bit about that earlier. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention as per usual. Well, now I'm going to have it recorded. (laughs) <laughs> Excision is this uh, fun little movie. It's about this trouble, troubled young girl. It's about this fun little movie where some girl murders her parents and blah, blah, blah. Jeez. I just think it's funny how you're like, this is a fun little family film. <laughs> <laughs> Things happen and people die. 
They blood everywhere. It really just depends <laughs> on your family. <laughs> it's a fun family film. Take the grandparents. You know, Ted Bundy and Charles Manson had families too. So. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's a tro- troubled young girl with an overbearing mom who uh, wants to be a surgeon but doesn't want to do her schoolwork. And well. She doesn't study it up. She gets sued for her medical malpractice, and, well, she likes to um, do surgery for sexy fun time. Yeah. Well, she she has a number of self-surgeries uh, that she wants to do. She gets a scalpel kit. She dissects a dead bird that she finds on the floor. Is um, this excision? Yes. That's it up there. Um. And she has a number of fantasies about... Oh, this came out this year. Doing things with... Yeah, it's pretty new. Um, doing things with uh, corpses and stuff. It's it's very odd, but... Uh, it's got Tracy Lords playing the overbearing mother. That's fun. It has none other than John Waters playing Ooh. the Catholic priest. John Waters playing a weird something. And Malcolm McDowell is the school principal. Um, it's very weird... I think it's funny how, like, we're so old now that we know the secondary characters more than the well, primary characters. The primary characters is Anne... Anna Lynn McCord. And she's done some stuff, but I've never really seen any of it. I think she's in, like, some of those, like, teeny bop shows. She was in Transporter 2. Um, 90210. Oh, she's in Gun. That was a pretty good movie. Nip Tuck. I mean, I just yeah. This... She's in Day of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, the, that the... movie was funny. I've never actually seen the entire uh, remake of that. Oh. I saw the 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 original, which I didn't much care for. But yeah. Oh, and she's in the OC as Hot Girl in one of these episodes. One episode. Um. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's more more very troubled girl Andy type movies. Oh yeah, another Andy movie. Yep, yep. Um, and we're gonna make a list of Andy movies and make Andy watch them all. <laughs> I've already <laughs> made him watch May. I could get him to watch Audition and and Excision now, and probably Curdled. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's weird, but it's actually pretty good. And interesting to watch. Um, and you know, if you can handle the gore and the weirdness, check it out. I like yep. it. And if you also like musicals, then you are serial killer. Yes, yes. Uh, Mal is the Mal has irrefutably proved. I did not. I found a chart on <laughs> freaking cheeseburger. It was pretty awesome. Um, that myself, herself, and many of our friends are serial killers. According to this chart, not according to our murder records. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> The other movie I saw this week was Attack the Block. Um, that sounds like a, a dance crew movie. Thankfully, it was not. Okay. <laughs> um, it is a British film uh, that has uh, Nick Frost. Attack of, the Block, stepping up to the street. <laughs> uh, it, it, it has Nick Frost as the only person I recognize in the cast. Nick uh, Frost, if you don't know, is Simon Pegg's like, evil twin. Not quite, but it is his... Co-star and such. It's fun his. Show. It's his trusty sidekick in uh, Shaun of the Dead, Paul, and Hot, Hot Fuzz. Um, he plays. <coughs> <coughs> he plays a drug dealer, um, and Attack the Block is about this like fifteen-year-old street gang that uh, runs a afoul of an alien, and they beat the crap out of it. Because it tries to, like, attack one of them. And then all of a sudden there's this whole full-scale alien invasion. And they're all attacking, which is a the block, which is this apartment complex. It's just a humongous apartment complex, which has a bunch of people living in it. And they call it the block. And so it's these aliens, they're attacking the block. Uh, I did air quotes there for anybody that wants to know. Yeah, um, your your intonation said yeah. <laughs> air quotes here. Um, and yeah, it's it's a really good movie actually. Um, 
you know, just the characters are pretty cool. And the aliens are very interesting. They have, like, no eyes. They kind of look like apes, and they have glowing teeth. It's it's really trippy. Um, but, yeah. So Nick Frost is pretty cool. I, uh, looking at his filmography, noticed a TV short entitled Spider Plant Man. And now I want to see it because it just sounds awesome. It does sound pretty cool. I, I don't know. So I recommend that you watch Spider Plant Man. Even though I haven't seen it, have no idea what it's about. Probably hilarious. Yeah, in the same vein, right above them <laughs> is Kinky Boots, <coughs> which is a very good movie about a boot factory that starts making boots for transvestites. Really? Yes. <laughs> um, it's Sometimes, a, Mike, I don't know if you're being serious or if you're making shit up like I do. No, no, I'm dead <laughs> serious. Um, it's. About this guy who inherits his dad's shoe company, and he finds out that it's in really bad shape, and he doesn't want to have to fire everybody that works there, and he's like trying to look for a niche market, right? We should do a podcast only about um, movies that involve shoe companies, <laughs> shoe factories. I don't think that one would go very far. It would, actually. We could do Father of the Bride, we could do Jumanji, we could do this Kinky Boots thing. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's, that's more movies about shoe factories than I knew there were. Yeah, they're not about shoe factories, but shoe factories are involved. Well, Kinky Boots is kind of about a shoe factory. But, but yeah, they, he meets this transvestite, and, like, his boot breaks because it's made for a woman. Uh, he does, Not transvestite, he's like a drag queen. He does, like, those drag queen shows. And so his, the peel breaks off There's a thin line boot. between transvestite and drag queen, as Eddie Izzard has Exactly. Said before. Um, executive but transvestite. Most transvestites fancy women. <laughs> um, but yeah, he uh, he's like, hey, that, those boots, they broke, right? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, because they're made for women, right? And he's These like, boots yeah. were made for women. What? No, they're made for walking. So, so they start <laughs> making a line of male <coughs> weighted stilettos. stilettos and stuff yeah. for transvestite. Uh, drag queens, sorry. And it's the month, bit of a crowbar there. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very good movie though. Like you know, I also recommend uh, Dress to Kill. Watch uh, Eddie Izzard's special Dress to Kill. Yeah, um, because I get a lot of quotes from there. And if you haven't seen it, um, a you should, and b you'll probably understand a lot more about the things that I just randomly say. Exactly. Um, Eddie Izzard is an amazing comedian. If you and he runs barefoot in the snow. Does he now? Yes, he does. Right. He trains every day and likes to run barefoot, and he will run barefoot in the snow. So, cool. Yeah. He's, he's an awesome guy. Uh, we, we both saw him live once. Yeah. I'm waiting for that um, to get on DVD. I think at least something is on DVD. There's a couple of new sets. Yeah, because um, I like the Marriott, or not the Marriott. Where were we? Marat? The Marat, yeah. The Marat Theater, not the Marriott. Marriott's a hotel. I like the Marat Theater, but if you are sitting in the wrong area, you can't hear anything that is being said. Yeah. Um, The sound quality is just terrible um, in the area where I was sitting, so you couldn't understand um, what was being said, and you only really understood, like, 20, 30 percent of like the jokes. So I'm waiting for it to come out on DVD because I'm sure it was hilarious and I didn't get to hear any of it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a shame. Yeah. yeah. So so I saw those fine movies this week. Did you watch anything of interest this week? Um, I don't think so. I watched Super 8 again. Um, that's not so much a B movie, but it's pretty good. I recommend, but it's too new for me to tell you anything about. Yeah. Um, <coughs> although we can't, we can't recommend it. Uh, at least I can. I, oh, yeah. I'm not sure how you feel about it, but I thought it was very good. Oh, I like it. Um, um. Okay. It's about some kids who are making a movie, and there's an alien. Pretty cool. Yep. Um. So yeah, Super Eight's good. Super Eight, the movie. Dang it. Movie. I'm sitting up here looking up Super Eight, and it's like Super Eight Motel. And there's also the <laughs> film itself, and you can it's like a, develop some Super 8 film. I'd like to shoot something on Super 8. Uh, Super 8 actually doesn't have any 
words. So it doesn't have an audio track. So you have to um, do an audio track separately, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could be wrong. Because they were saying lines in that movie when they were making their movie. I think you're right, though. The um, the the movies, the the snuff films in Sinister were filmed on Super 8. Were they? Yeah, uh, I heard an interview with the director, and they said that they physically went out and got some Super 8 film and filmed those on Super 8. Cool. <clears throat> because you can... You can, like... You can try and emulate Super 8 film with, like, filters and stuff, but he was saying that you can only you can only really get the real look of Super 8 by using Super 8, so they were like, let's just do it. Yeah, it only yeah. can be done externally. Yeah, it can only be done externally. So you have to, if you're filming in Super 8, you have to film and separately film the audio and then use a program to put them together. I mean, that's not too bad, though, because, like, if you ever do any commercial filming, you need to do the audio separate anyway. Yeah, so because... it's really nothing It's nothing new. But um, I find that if I actually record the sound on the video and do the sounds separately, it's easier to sync them up together Yeah. if um, you can kind of match the wavelengths when you're looking at the audio file. And then you just delete the one that was on the video because it's probably crap. Hmm. I, I always I just did it by like washing the lips and syncing up as best I can. But I've only done it once or twice. Yeah. Um, I do it all the time. Make all kinds of videos and stuff. That's cool. Um, that, uh, I want to make a movie. Let's make a movie. Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got a you know a little bit of stories here and there. I, I'm thinking about buying like a um, a notebook and just starting to write stuff because I always want to write stuff. That's what people do in notebooks. You could write a movie called The Notebook and then write stuff in it. Just film yourself writing. I, I can't make a movie called The Notebook because there's already one. and That's why people will watch it. But, <laughs> but I've you can told... You can write the stuff that's in The Notebooks in 7. Yeah, yeah but I just, I can't, <laughs> I, you know, I, like it's a nice idea, but I don't want to do that because I've been told that watching The Notebook will get you laid. I've been told this by many women. <laughs> okay, and so I don't want to be the guy that makes the other movie called The Notebook. And so some people go out to rent a movie, and they're like, hey, The Notebook. I'm gonna get <laughs> and it's like about night. zombies and shit. And, and so, yeah, they go home, and they watch it, and they're like, and his girl's like, okay, yeah, you're sleeping alone tonight. That, that's going to be on me. That's a lot of bad karma. No. See, it's on all those other people who said The Notebook will get you laid. I mean, it's their fault for not knowing that there was another movie called The Notebook. There wasn't at the time. Well, there is now. <laughs> and we're back because we ran out of batteries. <laughs> and I have concluded that since more graphs have decided <laughs> that the Predator wins, then the Predator wins. So um, this week we got new trailers. Uh, one that I want to talk about is World War Z. Um, I read the book, didn't like it. Yeah. It's by Max Brooks, which who I think is Mel Brooks's son. He is. Um, it's it's a good book, um, but I didn't really like the uh, oral history way it was written. Mm. See, I've not read the book. Uh, I, I tried to read the Zombie Survival Guide, and I just didn't dig it, and then... Like, you know, I saw World War Z and I was kind of interested, but I just never got to it. But, um, it's interesting because <clears throat> it's Brad Pitt, and the whole trailer looks like just random apocalypse drama, but, uh, like somewhere near the end, you finally see zombies, and they're like, hive mind like bugs, they're crawling on top of each other to get on top of this wall. It, like, it doesn't seem like a zombie movie, really. So yeah, World War Z. <laughs> World War Z. No, um, I, I've said most of my part. It's got like a long-haired Brad Pitt, and it looks more like a disaster movie than a zombie movie from what I've seen thus far. Uh, I'm, I'm interested. I'll see it when it comes out, but I don't know if I'm that excited for it yet. No, I just, yeah. Uh, 
Just I'll admit that I didn't really like zombies until I saw Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead's a good way to get into zombies. Yeah. Um, the remake, even. I like zombies. <coughs> uh, I think my first. Yeah, you okay? I'm I'm just coughing. I'll be okay. <laughs> I'll be back. I think my major introduction to zombies was probably <coughs> Dawn of the Dead as well, but it was the original. Um, I love the remake, but uh, the original was my favorite zombie film for a very long time. Uh, just something about zombie apocalypse in a mall. I, I don't know. It was pretty cool. But, so you know... I'll get around to The Walking Dead, and it will be awesome, and I do like it, but, but yeah. yeah. Sorry, everybody knows how I feel about The Walking Dead. Straddling a fence, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then the other, on the subject of zombies, the other trailer I saw was called, for a tra- movie called Warm Bodies. <clears throat> Which seems actually really interesting. Yeah, um, so this one is a zombie movie from the point of view of one of the zombies. Um, and it's like he's he's sentient. And it'll come out if the world doesn't end this year. Yep, yep. He's sentient, but he just doesn't have the vocal capacities to like make it known. Um, but uh, at some point, he kind of... So it's like him narrating the movie through his mind, and at some point he sees a girl and he kind of falls in love. And this somehow affects him physically, and it kind of starts curing him. It's kind of like um, that movie Pleasantville? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> it kind of has that effect, too, because it shows, like, <coughs> in the pre- preview, it showed his heart start beating and get pink and kind of start to spread outward. Um, Neat. But, yeah, it's it looks really funny. It's got Rob Corddry in it, who is awesome. And, yeah, I, I'm excited for it. Uh, you should check out the trailer. <coughs> it's pretty good. This is crap. Why can't I breathe? I don't know. I just want to breathe. <laughs> Not to read. My cough drops have wonderful um, words of encouragement on there. On the rapper. That's awesome. Yeah, they like buckle down and push forth. <laughs> uh, it's a pep talk in every drop. I love cough drops. I will sometimes like suck on them when I don't have a cough. This one says, You can do it and you know it. <laughs> if you can do it, you can do it. So, um, other nerdy movies. John Hughes film that I liked. Um, probably one of my favorite movies growing up was um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is pretty pretty awesome. I uh, just thought he was like the coolest kid ever. That he could rig up his stereo player to play like coughing and snoring just exactly right at the right times. Um, like when the phone rang and he's like, ah, I'm sick. And they're like, get better, honey. And he's like, ah, okay, love you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, um, Ferris Bueller was just like, it was one of my favorite movies growing up too. It's just kind of like this whole idea when you're stuck at school that you just wouldn't be able to take the day off and do like something amazingly awesome with your time. See, I would have skipped school, but I didn't have any friends whose dad owned a Ferrari. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and whenever I would skip school, which was very, very rarely, all I did was like sit at home and watch TV, might watch Ferris Bueller. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I could be doing this, but Chicago's so far away. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it was a good movie. Uh, one, of the, uh, one of the earlier, well, I guess not that early. It, it was an early Matthew Broderick film. Yeah, uh, he did like war games before this. Right, right, that's why I, I was like, not too early, because he was much younger there. Um, and it's, it's like iconic, you know, the whole parade scene where he's on the float singing, you know, Shake it up, baby. Oh, Donka Shane, too. Yeah. I did both of them. Um, but, yeah. Twist and shout. Twist and shout. I like how, I like how, um, they, like, drove by his dad, or his dad was at the restaurant, <laughs> and he's like, crap, there's my dad. Quick, we gotta do something cool. 
instead of just turning around and pretending you're not you're you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go eat somewhere else. Now we'll eat here still. Oh. Yeah. And those dudes that the ballet parking guys mm-hmm. who took the, <laughs> That's who right. took the Ferrari for like a joyride. That was pretty ballsy. Like imagine that those guys are gonna come back in like twenty minutes. <laughs> I think they time it out perfectly in the movie where it's just like they just get the car back right as they're coming back. Yeah. Oh, such a good movie. And the vindictive sister is out looking to prove... Well, the sister, isn't she baby from Dirty Dancing? Um, yeah. Yeah, she is. Yeah, That girl. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so she, uh, she's irritated, and so she's trying to go out and prove that Ferris is skipping school and not actually sick. Oh my gosh, and it's funny because, like, in homeroom, you know, they they find out that he's sick and not in school, mm-hmm. and then by lunchtime, everyone thinks he's dying, <laughs> and they're putting together like campaigns to raise money for sick Ferris and yeah, um, balloons and flowers and such. The 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 freaking water tower says save Ferris by the end of the movie. Yeah, and it's been like one day. It hasn't even been a full day. Um, but and there's a creepy girl on the bus with gummy bears. <laughs> Um, and, yeah, and so it's not enough that his sister's out trying to prove that he's, uh, playing hooky. His principal tries to go out and prove that he's playing hooky, and... His principal is Dr. Jennings from Howard the Duck. I will never know his name, or his name in any other movie. Wow. Nice. Um, <laughs> I don't know his name off the top of my head, but, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's a crazy guy. Uh, and, yeah, he breaks a number of, like you know, creepy stalker laws Yeah, in, in that movie. He, like, goes to Ferris's house and breaks in, and he's all like, are you even here? And, but, you know, Ferris's dog is all like, get out of my house! I'm a giant Rottweiler! Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a good movie. Um, it's just... Like, I don't know, it's almost like a coming-of-age story all in one day. Maybe not. I feel bad for Cameron. Ferris is so, like, he doesn't even care about the rules. And he's all like, okay, Cameron, we'll steal your dad's Ferrari and go to Chicago. And Cameron's all like, no, Ferris, we can't do that. Okay. <laughs> and then Cameron gets in all the trouble. Yeah. yeah. Ferris is actually kind of a jerk. But, I don't know. It, it seems okay in the movie. Um, yeah, that, that's a good one. About, about. <laughs> so I was saying the other day or yesterday I think mm-hmm. that my grandma was like the queen of bootleg movies yeah yeah she had all these uh, VHS tapes and she would videotape off of TV like everything mm-hmm. and there would be three movies per tape and then and so they go to the video store we'd go to grandma's house and we'd have to bring her something in <laughs> order to take a video. So we'd have to bring her a video that we already had and exchange it. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. Um, Ferris Bueller was one of the movies that I rented from grandma very many times. Nice. Oh, yeah. Now I don't have a VCR. That and Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, yeah? And um, The Muppet Musicians of Bremen. And uh, the Muppet Caper, and follow that bird. You had a lot of Muppet things going on. Yeah, I had a lot of Muppet things. I love the Muppets. They're awesome. Oh, they're so creepy. Um, yeah, no, Adventures in Babysitting is a good movie too. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be making a remake of that. With mm-hmm. That's so Raven. Um, yep. I'm glad that hasn't happened yet. Yep. Maybe it won't happen because that's pretty terrible. The Sitter with um, Jonah Hill was kind of a remake of that, too. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that that would be more of a reimagining. Like, oh, you know what's cool? The phone number on the Sitter poster mm-hmm. is actually his phone number. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's not a 555 number. <laughs> I have to imagine they would have changed it by now. No, he got, he got another phone, like one phone specifically for this, mm-hmm. and every once in a while he'll turn it on and answer it. <laughs> That's cool. 
my sister loved that movie too and I said before she's like seven years younger than me or six years younger than me this one mm-hmm. and uh, she always called it Chris the Babysitter Chris the Babysitter yeah fair enough she's like I want to watch Chris <laughs> we're like what Chris the Babysitter okay there was a movie uh, on that little girl like Thor oh yeah, yeah. she's like throws my hero <laughs> I ran out of brown. I needed to use your clear cell to paint. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you want some orange? Sarah, you can't use clear cell or you can't use paint. Cover your zits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, there, there was a movie that I did like that too um, growing up. It was a, a movie called House 2. I watched that um, a couple weeks ago. I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. Um, but I used to always call it Gross Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'd be like, like, can we watch Gross Grandpa? <laughs> I loved horror movies even when I was a kid. Can I watch Gross Grandpa? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, everybody's got those with that one movie they, they know by their name or something. <laughs> Watch Chris the Babysitter. I want to watch Chris Grandpa. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I used to call the Great Outdoors something about like bear with a bald butt. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm guessing that's just like a kid thing to like <laughs> to latch on to one specific part of a movie. Then, then you're like, wait, you mean it's called Adventures in Babysitting? That's a stupid title. Yeah. We should call it Chris the Babysitter. <laughs> I mean, how... Sh- <laughs> we should come up with a bunch of, like, alternate titles for things. <laughs> like, uh, Back to the Future can be Flying Car Marty. <laughs> Ooh, we could make t-shirts. Chris the Babysitter, <laughs> Gross Grandpa. <laughs> it could have the same artwork as, like, the cover. <laughs> And then have a different title. Because House 2 is just like an old decrepit hand ringing the doorbell mm. on the cover. And then <laughs> it just says gross grandpa on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Colt presents Chris gross the babysitter. <laughs> Chris the babysitter. <laughs> Flying car Marty. <laughs> <laughs> But that would have to be Back to the Future too, at least. <laughs> There's no flying car in the first one. Well, at the end of this. <laughs> We've got to go back to the future. What, do I become an asshole or something? No, nothing's wrong with you. It's your kids, Marty. <laughs> Something's got to be done about your kids. Oh, man. Oh, uh, we used to call Ninja Turtles the movie Turtles with Teeth. Turtles with Teeth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, in poses where they like are gritting their teeth I want to see if IMDB knows it as yeah probably not you'd be surprised one time I typed in the plot dead first option the walking dead that'd be a fun game to play (laughs) make up another uh, movie title Type in the alternate movie title to IMDb and see. Let's type it into Google. See see if Google is any smarter. Google probably is. Um, yes, yes, third option. Third option. There third you. option. Yep. And the fourth option. Yeah. Google is awesome. That's how they should really do the Google Bing tests. Well, every now and then I'm like... What's the name? Like, I recently actually just found a name of a movie that I was looking for. Um, it was a movie where the electricity was possessed. It was called Pulse, I think. I think it's called Pulse, because I was like, possessed electricity or something like that. I googled it, because was, it was something I remember, I can't remember the name of it. And uh-huh. So I found a preview, and I think it's what it is. I'm going to have to find it somewhere and watch it and see if it is actually what I remembered. But. Man, I did that. I had this movie, it was like made in the 70s and I saw it on TV once and I only remember like two parts in it. I don't remember any character names. Mm-hmm. Anything, right? Except for like 
one scene or two scenes where something really like unique happens and mm-hmm. I was like I did an internet search and I was like movie where snake falls out of a cupboard and a dog uh, I was like movie snake falls out of a cupboard there's a dog and there's a RV mm-hmm. they found it what movie was it? It's called uh, Race with the Devil. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Kevin Smith talks about that movie. Does he? Really? I've never like heard of it other than seeing it on TV once. Um, when he was talking about Red State, uh-huh. he, uh, he said that that was kind of like his inspiration for Red State a little bit. Mm. Um, because he was, uh, like every, he'd be like, I'm making a horror movie. And everybody's like, oh, so you're making a zombie movie? He's like, no, there's other things in horror besides zombies. What? There's, and, like, coven towns and stuff. Yeah. And so, like, he was just, like, like Race with the Devil was this movie about this satanic cult following these people. And he kind of liked that idea. And so he made his movie Red State, which is about fundamentalist Christians. Following people. Ooh. Well, I mean, <laughs> not, not following people, but, like, they kidnap gay people and kill them. And, like, they just... She didn't really think about the long-term... About running away. No, she sure didn't. So if you don't know, Adventures of Babysitting, um, Elizabeth Shue is babysitting for the weekend. No big deal. And then her friend decides to run away. And then she ends up in downtown Chicago, and she's all like, Hey, I forgot it got dark at night, and I don't have any money. (laughs) Can you come pick me up? And then Elizabeth Shue's all like, I'm babysitting. What do you want me to do? And... Yeah... And hilarity ensues. Like, literally, hilarity ensues. I, I wouldn't let her... Like, I would let my friend be like, yeah, you, this is your problem. Like, I'd have been like, bitch, call a cat. I know. Like, I, I'm <laughs> all for helping a friend, but, like, if you have to babysit some kids, <coughs> probably not the best option. Yeah, probably not. She shouldn't have been babysitting anyway. Like, Brad was her age. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Well, it's that whole movie thing. They use people in their 20s for high school students. People for people in their 30s for people in their 20s. and No, the character, though. <laughs> he was all like, she's in my grade. Why do I need a babysitter? I need to it was get like, going soon. Oh, okay. I didn't know you had stuff. But nobody leaves until you sing the blues. <laughs> Fair enough. But you had stuff with the Liz. Doing a podcast. Mike doesn't sing the blues. Yeah, I don't know. I can't improv songs. Alright, so. I like how Halloween came up as the second one of your Chris the Baby Oh, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, so for next week we will be doing another movie. Hopefully we won't have to spend an hour looking for it and then have to buy it at Barnes Noble. Uh, yeah. Oh, maybe we'll do it on Nightmare on the Streets because we have them all now. We could. Uh, actually, next week is uh, Whorehound. Oh, yeah, that's right. We gotta get t-shirts. Yeah. Or you gotta get a t-shirt. Good luck. I don't know if I'm actually gonna get <laughs> or not, but we'll, we'll see. Let's see. Um, I don't know how long it takes to get one. But yeah, so I guess that's all for this week, guys. Next week we will do something. Maybe we will incorporate the Whorehound weekend because I at least plan on being there. I probably will not be there because I got paid this weekend. We'll be broke next weekend. That sucks. Sad. Don't ever get to get a Whorehound. So sad. So sad. It's only 20 bucks. Such a great zombie makeup. Um. So, uh, for this week, um, I recommend Weird Science. Definitely watch it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't buy it at the Plainfield Barnes Noble because I bought the last copy. Yes, and if you're looking for a family good time, <laughs> excision. <laughs> good time for the family. <laughs> for the entire family. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take Grandma to see that. <laughs> Just to recap, um, Weird Science, good. Uh, <coughs> um, Ferris Bueller, good. Fer- Ferris Bueller, good. Um, Nick Frost, pretty awesome. Uh, Predator's better than Alien. Uh, Jason's better than Michael Myers. And, uh, Mike and I aren't friends anymore. And, uh, this is the last episode. Don't fuck with the babysitter.
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So, in, until next week, when we will uh, probably watch something else. <laughs>